Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Now entering the game for Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and Jim Chet Chesco. Hey, welcome. Philly Press Box Radio, live from the Irish Rover Station House, Bellevue Avenue, Langhorn, PA. If you are out and about looking for some lunch, looking for some good company, cold drinks, we are happy to be here. Philly Press Box Radio celebrating our 400th show right here with the Irish Rover. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. My partner, Jim Chesco, is here. We have Edge of Philly Live, Al Zafiri, going to run the controls for us today. We have his partner from Edge of Philly, Joey Sharon, also here with us tonight. And... Uh, we're excited about being here. We hope everybody enjoys a little time talking Philly sports. We're going to have a little interactive uh, trivia going on. We have Phillies tickets to give away. We have some prizes to give away along the way. So join in. Yeah. Uh, if you're sitting at the bar, you're drinking a pint, you probably got some tickets. Hang around because we're going to be giving stuff away throughout the show. That will include things like, oh, a uh, nice little Phillies T-shirt. Um, a Phillies Homer hat and the big prize about 315 or so. We'll give that away a pair of Phillies Braves tickets for a week from Monday. So stick around for the next eh, 75, 80, 90 minutes and you could win yourself a pair of Phillies tickets. Plus here are lots of great sports talk. We are so happy to be here. Absolutely. And, uh, we also, before we even get started, let's thank the Irish Rover station house for having us. They've supported us for a long time. And, uh, we appreciate being able to come here and and again and uh, do a live show. This is our third time here. We were here in uh, both 2018 and 2019. And then, of course, that little pandemic hit the following year. So things kind of went into the, the toilet for a while for a lot of people. Uh, things had to close down and you know things just weren't the same for quite a while. But everything is back up and running now. And we are so happy to be here and see a lot of smiling faces and happy Phillies fans. There's even a... A Cowboys fan here, a Packers fan here, a Pittsburgh person. But hey, we love you all today. You're here. As, as we get going and a few more drinks are poured, we'll point out exactly which one is the Cowboys fan. So everybody at the bar knows who that is. That's right. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. All right. First things first, I got to get this out of the, the way right now. I am playing injured today, Bill. No. I had a very, very difficult Saturday night. And this is totally unrelated to the party that we had yesterday where there may have, may have been a lot of adult beverages consumed. <laughs> After all that wore off, about 10 o'clock last night, I went to make myself a hot chocolate. I did. It was on the counter. I somehow knocked the hot chocolate off the counter onto my crotch. I was wearing pants. And as I was backing up to get out of the way, the hot chocolate went on the floor. I slipped on the hot chocolate, went down on my right buttock slash, slash right hip, ended up in the emergency room for approximately two and three quarter hours. <laughs> so my wife had a little uh, unexpected Saturday night excitement. Not the kind that we normally have on Saturday night. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's oh. never that. But no, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little bruised. The x-rays came back negative. 
So I'm good to go today. It was a day-to-day -day thing. <laughs> no, just my my right buttock and hip, and it is badly bruised and grossly swollen, and that's all I'm going to say about it now. Well, I'll tell you what. It's good that you good that you made it. Uh, sounds like uh, painkillers or anything like that. Uh, a lot of Tylenol, acetaminophen, that sort of thing. So nothing else except beer. The beer is helping too, by the way. Miller Lite, thank you for this. Thank you, Miller Lite. There you go. All right, good stuff. Glad you're here. Glad Al's here, Joey. We're going to get this thing going on. We're going to talk about some Phillies, Chet. Yeah. We're, we're going to hit them all today, but we're going to start out with the Phillies uh, actually playing pretty good ball. Um, still now back to a half a game out of that wild card spot. Um, what's your thoughts on the Phils? I like where they are right now. Half game out of a wild card spot. Granted, it's an additional wild card team this year, but hey, we'll take it. Um, playing some pretty good ball other than that little four-game skid recently. The schedule is favorable after the All-Star break. No more trips to Canada, so that's a good thing. Um, I, I like the fact that they have games against the Cubs coming up, against the Pirates coming up, a lot of games still against the Nationals, uh, a few against the Braves mixed in there, which is always difficult. Don't forget, we have Phillies Braves tickets to give away later for a week from tomorrow. So we'll be doing that in about an hour. But yeah, I like what's happening with the Phillies right now. They are, I think, uh, positioned well for the postseason. And you know, the, the key thing will be getting Bryce Harper and Gene Segura back, hopefully, in late August. Yeah, I think uh, you know the the early schedule when they had a lot of Mets and Dodgers and other teams yeah. that uh, were playing really good ball. They didn't have a lot of Braves uh, who are playing really good ball. But the second half, there's going to be a lot of Braves on the schedule, less Mets. Uh, they're going to have their hands full with the Braves to, to gain ground, but they got to keep that wild card spot in view. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to catch the Mets. I mean, the Mets sometimes will fall apart, but their, their pitching staff is just too good right now. So I think the Mets are pretty much locked into that top spot. You never know with the Braves. I mean, the Braves are the defending champions, but they don't scare me quite as much. Uh, keep in mind, while the Phillies are a half game behind the Cardinals, they're still only a half game ahead of the Giants in that wild card race, too. So it's certainly not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. But as I said, I like where they are stand right now, uh, where they're positioned. I like the pitching staff, believe it or not. I think the starting pitching has been reasonably good this year, other than, you know, the injuries to Eflin more recently, Suarez, but he came back yesterday. All in all, I think uh, I I'm happy with this team where it is right now. Well, I, I think the thing that's really surprised me over the last, call it three weeks, maybe four weeks, is the bullpen has actually been adequate or above adequate. They've had a couple bad outings, but they're certainly getting better. Uh, Dominguez looks like he's settling into that closer role. We'll see if that continues. Uh, the I think the bullpen possibly gives them a trade piece or two. There might be an extra one out there that maybe they can use down the stretch uh, at the trade deadline. Yeah, I would love to see them add somebody that could help, whether it be another starter, bullpen guy, or a center fielder, which has been kind of a bugaboo all year for them. Uh, they haven't had anybody consistently out in center all year. So I'm hoping Dombrowski does something and helps improve the team between now and August 2nd. Wouldn't you say certainly uh, buyers at, at the moment? No, definitely a buyer, yeah. Yeah, I think they think they're going to be in the hunt. Hey, I want to throw at you uh, all-stars. So Bryce Harper gets voted in, as he should. 
Um, should have. Schwarber is in. Wheeler is out. Nola is out. Did we trade Harper for Schwarber, or did we trade Harper and Wheeler for Schwarber? And <laughs> is Schwarber a whole, uh, all-star? Well, Schwarber is an all-star. I mean, the guy's got 29 home runs. I know he's only hitting 220 or whatever, but... 210. 210. 210. Okay. Close enough. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of 210 all-stars. And let's granted. not rush into he's for sure an all-star. But he is leading the league in home runs. He's knocking in runs. And, you know, there's also the question of whether he's a true leadoff man. And he's not, certainly. But the Phillies don't have anybody who is. I know you wanted Oduble up there, but he's too inconsistent, too. So, uh, you don't I, even play enough anymore. Yeah. This year, I think Schwerber is an all-star. You know, it's funny we're talking about all-stars. I was listening to Glenn Mack now yesterday on WIP. He was reflecting on the 1971 Major League All-Star game, which was, you know, this week, 51 years ago. There were 19 Hall yeah. of Famers that played this that year in the All-Star game, including Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, uh, Willie Stargell, your starting outfielder, and um, Roberto Ernie, Clemente coming Ernie off Banks, the bench. I think Ernie Banks, Johnny uh, Bench were in that bench, game. Uh, not Banks, I don't yeah. think, but yeah, Johnny Bench was for sure. Um, uh, Carew over in the American League, Al Kaline. So, yeah, that, that was quite a... Amazing situation 51 years ago, 19 future Hall of Famers. And I don't know if that includes Pete Rose or not, because of course, Pete Rose not in the Hall of Fame, but should right, be. Right. So, Zach Wheeler not being in, I, I kind of get the Aaron Nola because only if you if you watch him every night, you yeah. know he's deserving, but his numbers, his, his win loss don't really show that. Zach Wheeler uh, needs to be an all star in he my should mind. Be. Absolutely. Struggled the last time out, unfortunately. Yeah. But, no, he's, he's had a very good first half and certainly one of the top ten starting pitchers in the league. So, I think I said this on the show. While it's a shame he's not an all-star, it's maybe better in the long run that he doesn't have to make the trip to Los Angeles. He can rest up for a few days and get back out there Friday night. Yep. Well, we're looking forward to that. Hey, speaking of Zach Wheeler, our buddies over there at Carl's Cards in uh, – Havertown will be having Zach Wheeler doing an autograph signing on August the 21st. So anybody that wants to go over and uh, obtain a Zach Wheeler autograph, there's a perfect opportunity to get a should-be all-star. Yeah, that's going to be a big night for Carl and company. Uh, we love Carl and his crew at Carl's Cards, and getting Zach Wheeler is really a nice get for them, and I'm sure that's going to be a very popular and fun event. Absolutely. Havertown, PA, Carl's Cards and Collectibles. Hey, uh, Chet, biggest disappointments for you so far for the Phils in 2022? Anybody and, and anybody that's really stood out and played really well? Well, the biggest disappointment, obviously, is the new right fielder. The guy who wasn't supposed to be the right fielder because uh, Bryce Harper was going to be out there all the time, but he is the right fielder now. Not a great fielder, and he's really struggled at the plate, and that is that Nick Castellanos. He's just really not giving you what we expected from him with that big contract. He's... He's hitting 250 or whatever, which is not terrible, but he's only got, what, eight home runs? And we certainly expected, you know, 25, 30 out of him this year. So he is far and away, for me, the biggest disappointment, Castellanos. As far as the most pleasant surprise, uh, Alec Bohm, absolutely. He had that three-error game early on, but since then he's been very solid in the field and he's hitting well. So, uh, yeah, Castellanos, the disappointment. Alec Bohm, the biggest pleasant surprise. Well, with Castellanos, you sound like one of those Philly pile-on fans. 
it, it's pile on Castellanos. I watch the games, Bill. You know what I mean? But uh, we'll see. If you watch the games, then Alec Baum would not have been in question to start with. How so? Because he's always been good. I told you. He that. has not always been good. Did you watch last season? Well, yeah. He got sent to the minors because he wasn't good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was pile on. What about the 330 rookie year? Yeah, that was two years ago. Well, he's been inconsistent. But, no, he's, he's, like I said, been doing a great job this year, and I like him, especially when he had that three-error game, screwed up, said something that he shouldn't have said. He owned up to it, and we loved him. We forgave him for it. So, yeah, kudos to Alec Bohm. All right. No no O'Double, Mickey Moniak, you're not piling on them guys, too? Uh, I was never a huge O'Double fan, and Mickey Moniak, he had the great spring, but he's never done anything in the big leagues. So, sorry, Mickey. All right. Hey, hey I got to ask, do people at the bar have some tickets? Did you guys get tickets handed to you? All right, you did. Let's give something away real quick, Bill. We got this cool uh, – we don't have the tickets, though, do we? Joey, have the tickets? The bartender. No, we don't have the other half of the tickets, so. Bartender. So grab. All right. Get, get a winner for this uh, cool Phillies T-shirt. Ring the bell. little banner. Ring the bell T-shirt. The, there, I rang the bell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a Phillies T-shirt and a ring the bell banner. So let's give one of these away. Do it right now, please. Thank you. Hey, Chip, while yeah. we're waiting, uh, Rob Thompson done a heck of a job since he's taken over. Phils have responded. They've played well. Uh, you ready to extend him? You want to see if they make the playoffs before you extend them? Or uh, I, I, I'm saying do it now. I don't see the urgency. I mean, there's still another two months of the season, two and a half months, really. He's not going anywhere. What if they crater and fall apart in August and September and lose all these games that they shouldn't? Uh, then you say, uh-oh, maybe we shouldn't have extended him. I like what he's done, but there's no reason to extend him now. I think he will get the job. I think he will be back because I do think the Phillies will be a playoff team. So, hey, we got a, a winner for this Phillies T-shirt, and it is number – here we go – on a blue ticket, 884245. Again, that number, 884245. Do we have a winner? Four, two, four, five. We'll hold on to it for a second, I guess. <laughs> is that you, Alex? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> delay in the back. They're waiting to hear it in the back. You got it? There you yeah. go. There you All go. right, we got a winner. Thank you very much. Thank you. You got it. Would you fact check them? <laughs> well, you have to. You got to <laughs> fact check, man. You've seen me on Facebook. I fact check. <laughs> hey, hey, Chet. The uh, so the Phillies, as we started out this discussion, a half game out of the wild card. Do you see them? You see them making this wild card, and and can they win a round? Well, I think they are going to make the playoffs. I think they will get one of the wild card spots. Can they win a round? That's a whole other issue because. They're going to play that first series all on the road as a wild card team. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. It's the best. Is it best out of five or is it best out of three? I think it's best out of three. John, three. you know, it is best out of five. five. Okay. So the odds are against you as a wild card team, but uh, I do think they will be in the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. All right. Uh, but I think I like Nola Wheeler. As as one and two against yeah. anybody, um, then if they can if they can pull out a game three, 
I think they have a I think they have a chance to win around in a best of five series. Well, the thing is, they probably won't have that wild card spot clinched until the very last couple oh, of days right. of the season. And they may need Wheeler and Nola over the last couple of games of that final weekend of the season. So they may not get to use Wheeler and Nola at the start of the series, which of course would be a major negative. So yeah, hopefully they'll clinch a wild card by say September 25th and can rejigger their schedule. So who knows? We will see, as they say. Hey, Bill, you know, we have some people here who don't know our story of how it all began. This is show number 400, and uh, we did our first one April 30th of 2014. And some people were asking us today, as a matter of fact, how the hell this all began. And uh, shall we tell them? Yeah, let's let's go ahead. Uh, you want me to start it? Go ahead, you start it. Okay, so uh, Chad and I... As we say, show number 400, we did not know each other um, one bit. Uh, we had met. We, we actually started doing a little 30-minute, 11 o'clock in the morning, once a week deal with another guy. Um, and I, we were actually writing articles. And uh, I was on to the guy about doing something like this. And finally, we got him to do it. And it was not the most reliable thing, but he he had Chet on and I was on and, uh, you know, we talked for five minutes. And we met at a tailgate. And uh, we, then we finally met at a tailgate. In the fall of 2013. And then a few months later, I think it was your idea, said, hey, you yeah. want to try doing a show together? Yep. Just the two of us? So we did. So April 30th, 2014, we made our debut. We told our stories about, you know, how... I'm old enough to have seen Wilt play, and Bill used to work at the Palestra back in the, the heyday of the Big Five. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. We did our first show that spring, and uh, now we pretty much are on every single week. The first year or two, we did you know, probably 30 or 40 shows a year, but now we're there every single week because uh, people seem to enjoy it. So number 400, here we are. There we go. Woo! And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> And, and still, we should probably add that we have still only done 10, eight shows together yeah. live. Well, yeah, about that, in person together. The summer of 2018, we did a few together when we were with Wildfire Sports for about four months. So we did, we did about three <laughs> shows with them. And uh, we've done a few others, including a couple with Big Al here. Um, yeah, Big Al Zafiri, by the way, Edge of Philly Sports, to my right. We joined his network about two years ago, and uh, we're going to have him on in just a couple of minutes to talk about what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, Bill is in Florida most of the time. He's spending some time up here in uh, Delaware and New Jersey this summer. So we decided, hey, let's get back to the Irish Rover. And we checked our, our schedules and said, you know what? We got a 400th show coming up soon. This was about a month ago. So... We said, hmm, 399 was this past Wednesday. We could do number 400 maybe the following weekend. And we are. And again, thank you so much to the Irish Rover. They have been so great to us over the last six or seven years that we first hooked up with them. Yeah, and I tell you what, Chet, uh, we, we have a bunch of stuff we can give away. So I'm going to throw out one of these uh, Phillies hats. Oh, a Homer hat. Okay, Phillies Homer hat. This is going to be... For anyone, they're going to have to come tell us or call out the answer. Oh, okay. no, we're never doing this at the trivia? 
there have only been, or, or I shouldn't say there have only been, there are four athletes, Philly athletes, remaining from when we started the show. <laughs> there are only four left. We've outlasted all but four of them. Wow. If anybody can name any one of the four athletes, they get the hat. Brandon Graham is we one. Got a winner. got a winner. Brandon Graham. We got a winner. That was easy. Yeah, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. Who else? Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. And a rookie named Sean Couturier. Sean Couturier. There you go. Philly's so, Homer hat. It's a home run sombrero. That's the best of the best right there. Woohoo! And he's doing a dance. I By love the way, it. There, there it is for people watching. Hey, speaking of Sean Couturier and the Flyers, I want to ask the people in the audience, is everybody really excited about what the Flyers have done the past month? <laughs> the answer to that, a big no. There is nobody, nobody in the world who's happy about the Flyers have done because they've done next to nothing. I mean, yeah, they have signed a few players, but not the player that most people wanted. Uh, they signed a guy who's got a lot of baggage. Uh, Chuck Fletcher is probably the most hated general manager in Philadelphia right now. He's stolen that title from Howie Roseman and some others. So, uh, Bill, are you excited about the Flyers? No, I'm not excited about the Flyers, but I'm going to take a little different position on Chuck Fletcher. How's that? Does that surprise you? Uh, okay. The Flyers apologist? Go for it. No, not an apologist, but let, let's. I'm going to throw a scenario out here for you, Chet. All right. Let's just say, because we know nothing about cap management, caps, or any of that other stuff that goes on, right? Mm -hmm. So... Here, let's just say uh, we didn't get Johnny Goudreau because we we didn't have the money, that, right? Right. They cleared so, space, but not enough. So they have to clear space. Let's just say you had to trade somehow JVR, Konechny, Provorov, Hayes, and Frost to gain enough cap space to sign Goudreau. Okay, let's say that's the scenario. So they do that, and they get Goudreau, and now they got to pay him eight years at whatever millions of dollars. Now you have another Claude Drew. You have a great player who has nobody around him, and you have no help, no chance of getting any help anytime soon. Are you a happy Flyers fan then because you have Johnny Goudreau, but you don't have the other six players? Um, there's no good answer to that. I mean – well, yeah, it is because they're going to lose. They're going to stink. They're going to and you're stink going to be an way. unhappy Flyers fan. They're going to stink either way, Bill. This this is not going to be a good year for Flyers hockey. I'll tell you that right now. You ever see the show Dirty Jobs? That guy Mike, um, he would go and like check out all these dirty jobs that left you feeling stinky and crappy, like you know cleaning the poop at an elephant cage or something. That's what a job as a Flyers marketing person is right now because you're trying to. <laughs> sell some crap to people if there's ten thousand people in the arena for a game this year i'll be surprised oh I, I think they're going to be a hard sell but they're going to have to get out there they're going to have to win some games they're going to grind Tor tortorella is going to come do what he does and these young kids the frosts and and those guys are going to have to step up and play um but i you know I think we had this conversation back when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and even way back when we started 
the show after the Phillies had won the World Series way back. You know, it was, are you, are you okay that we emptied the farm systems in the minor leagues to win now? And everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah win now, course. win now. Well, now that we haven't won since, everybody wants to fire everybody and start over again. And uh, that's not how it works. Well, everybody's fickle when it comes to that. But as far as the Flyers, they haven't won a cup in 47 years, Bill. So they're a little restless. And uh, it's getting ugly at the Wells Fargo Center for Flyers games now. And, you know, if Chuck Fletcher is still here next year, I'm going to be surprised. Well, we, we'll have to see how they play. They brought in a quality coach. We'll see how it goes. Oh, and that's going to be interesting. Well, Tortorella, who loves to, you know, confront players and tell them that they stink if they stink. He loves to go at it with fans, some or not fans, uh, the media. Uh, Tortorella is going to be something to watch, at least. That could be the most exciting thing about the Flyers this season. Well, I think it's safe to say this organization needs that. Oh, yeah. And maybe some yeah. players need to be called out, too. They certainly do. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so what about uh, Tony D'Angelo? <laughs> now, he brings a little baggage, as you mentioned, uh, but he also played for Rod Brindamore. And if you can play Rod Brindamore-style hockey, uh, you're okay. And Brindamore gave him, you know, thumbs up, said he yeah. was uh, – a good soldier all season long, so that's good to hear. Um, but the baggage, you mentioned that. He had some racial comments years ago. He's done some stupid things in his life. Not that other people haven't, but, you know, hopefully he <laughs> Who has... slipped on the hot chocolate last <laughs> that's night? That's a whole other issue. <laughs> uh, as far as D'Angelo, though, you know, I'm hoping he's going. He's, what, 26, 27? But he's been with four teams already in his NHL career, which tells you something. So, and plus, I think they overpaid for him, giving him $5 million a year, two years. We, we, we shall see, as I like to say. Uh, I hope it works out, but I don't know. I can't say I'm optimistic. Well, let's see. Okay. But Nick Deslorius. Nick Deslorier. Yes. Well, however French, they French say dude. So I have four, to ask four you years for an enforcer. Well, let's just say we, we don't do contracts. We don't care about contracts, but that team is soft. Well, and, they are. And I think everybody knows they're soft and the league pushed them around and they went and got an enforcer. I can't blame them for that. They need somebody to uh, toughen that team up a little bit or have somebody's back. Well, they do, but, you know, a lot of Flyers fans, I think, are still stuck in the 70s where they're fans of the whole Broad Street bully era, and they're hoping that maybe they'll see more of that going forward. And, heck, maybe that would get a few people into the Wells Fargo arena. I don't know. Um, I was not excited about that signing. I got to be honest. Well, I think you can't get pushed around, you know. I mean, and, and it was happening every night by lesser teams. You have to have somebody that's going to step it up. Now, whether I don't think they call them enforcers anymore because nobody fights anymore. So right. you just need to have somebody that's out there throwing the body around. And I think, as you saw, if you watched the playoffs, which you didn't. Our um, buddy Joe says, we need a bully. No, we don't. Yeah, maybe you, you need somebody who's going to. You need somebody that's willing to go out there and throw the body around. And if you watch the playoffs, which you did not. I did not. Then uh, you saw that every team in the playoffs, it was physical. Each round got more physical. 
And uh, if you're going to if you're going to play with those guys, you got to be able to get out there and bang it. The Flyers games that I did watch in small amounts over the past season just kind of turned me off to them and to hockey. So I admit I watched maybe two minutes of the NHL postseason, and it's a great NHL postseason normally. And I know from what I read and the highlights that I saw, it, it was great. And the Flyers are just not in the same ballpark with teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning and some of these other teams. They're just worlds away. Yes, absolutely. All right. Hey, let's take a break. Let's bring Al in, Al Zafiri, as we Big mentioned, Al. from EOP Sports. Al, give uh, give everybody a heads up on what's going on over at EOP. We're, we're part of that sports network. And uh, you're you're the head man over there. So, well, uh, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> actually, Joe, whoa, come, Joe you come, just you just ticked off Joey. He's one of well, the let, head let, men let, over there. They are mutual co-founders. Yeah, co-founders. Co-founders. Joey, come on, you can sit down in here. And, too. and for the record, I called you guys the co-founders of the Edge of Philly Sports I Network. Know, so, so your stuff. beef is with Bill, not me, Joey. I got, I got some beef with both of you, if we're being honest. Here. Uh, oh, boy. Go ahead. No, uh, first off, as I'm sitting down, I just want to give you two a big congratulations on your 400th show. That's something really impressive. You know, a lot of people strive to do this type of thing. And a lot of people just they can't handle it. They can't handle the heat. And you guys have been consistent throughout the years. And just, uh, again, big congratulations to you guys. And as somebody said earlier, a lot of marriages don't last eight and a quarter Absolutely. years. My first Absolutely. one didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, we're still doing this, 400 shows, and having a blast. But anyway, edge of Philly. Hey, you, you know, one thing, Joey, to comment on that, we, we've said to each other many times, we're, we're survivors. Sure. Many, That's a great Many podcasts, many of our guests have come on and, try, and done their own thing, tried to do their own thing. Uh, they make 20 you know, they can't make 20 shows. Yeah. It, it's hard to stay with it. You think you're going to get rich at this? No, uh, no. not at all. It's, no, it's hard, it's uh, hard uh, to no. keep the passion. Especially during the pandemic. You, show in right. and out. Yep. You, got, you got to enjoy what you're doing because uh, you, you certainly question yourself. Are people watching? Do people care? Um, you know, or is there anybody even out there? Right. And, and right. if you, like say, if you think you're going to make money at it or make a lot of money at it, you're fooling yourself we are not getting rich so, so anyway well, thank you sir. al and joey tell us about edge of philly uh we're awesome and everybody <laughs> should follow us <laughs> uh, no and al al and i have kind of been in the same boat as you guys i mean we started out doing something absolutely completely different from this uh something a show that represented the the town that we grew up in it was more of a variety show and that kind of got stagnant out of about after about like four or five years and uh me and al you know came together and said, let's do something that we're really passionate about and edge of Philly sports, the, our sports network that you guys are awesomely a part of, you know, ha has just grown over the past, what now, four or five years or so. Yeah. Four and a half years. So, yeah, I mean, like a little different than when you guys done, you know, me and Joe have known each other since yeah. day one, grew up on the same street. Our mothers were friends in school. Like, like so high school. yeah. Yeah. So it's a little different, but we got to, you know, we always said we wanted to do something together and, gone through different things and here edge of philly is started as something different different name different moniker the whole nine yards and it grew and uh you guys are probably the second group to join us uh next to the uh broad street bully podcast mm -hmm. uh but you guys definitely are consistent and like i said one thing we found difficult and i said a little earlier is during the pandemic a lot of podcasts who started dropped off there's just nothing to talk about wasn't 
wasn't financially good for a lot of people. Keeping sponsors was a, one of the most difficult things that we ever had to do, especially when you deal with a lot of bars and restaurants. You know, those guys were shut down or not able to do work. So the fact that you guys and work with us and we all could survive through that is testament to what we yeah. can do. Um, it's, a, it's a labor of love. Yeah, and to the fact where we're, we've been announcing over the last three or four weeks, we are, have a ton of content now. Uh, it's going to be almost close to 24-7 content by the end of this year as the rate as we keep going. So it's exciting to work with you guys. Um, and like Joe said, uh, and everybody at EOP is just like super proud of you guys, super proud of, of working with you guys and seeing what you can do. You guys, are, I would say I watch, I listen to a ton of podcasts and are not just our own that you guys get the hands on best, best visitors, best interviews than some of the big boys out there can do. So you should be proud of yourself on that. Yeah. And you guys are like extremely organized. Like you guys have like, first off, you guys have guests every week, which is impressive in itself, but you have these guys like scheduled like two, three weeks out. So you already know it's coming. Like me and Al, like fly by the seat of our pants. Like, okay, who can we get this week? Like you guys, like you guys like take this to like a, a new standard. Yeah, we're fortunate. We've had Ray Didinger on 19 times, Merrill Reese every September to preview the Eagles season. So he's been on six years in a row doing that. Uh, a lot of the former and current writers from the Inquirer and Daily News, like Mike Sealski, Frank Fitzpatrick, Bob Ford. All right, uh, enough with the name dropping here. Come on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to ask you guys a question. I don't know if you were watching the EOP live show this Wednesday. I'm going to pretend like you're going to say no, but we all know it was yes. Uh, we actually had our, our 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 buddy Freddie Burns on there. Who yeah, we actually met, we connected through him. That's how EOP and Philly Press Box Radio connected. Did you hear Freddie's story? Did he ever tell you about a story when you guys were first here? Oh wow, you're gonna write no. him out. Oh, I'm writing him out. Live on the air. Right, but you asked him live on the air. Hey, do these guys know the story? And he goes, you know what? I don't think that they. Yeah, know. I, don't know. I do so, not know the story. <laughs> so when you guys first met him, you didn't know him from Adam, just like the two of you. Sorry, Fred. And if I'm Fred. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, <laughs> you guys asked him, could he do a live remote? And he told you guys point blank, sure, I can do that, no problem. <laughs> he had no clue what he was doing. Really? <laughs> he he, no he idea. said live on there. He goes, I went out, bought equipment, and made it all <laughs> up as I went. Wow, oh, buddy! Yeah. Pulled no it off. idea. He pulled, he pulled it off. up. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's not it's not what you can do until you know. I guess in a sense, and either way, he was screwed. Um, <laughs> hey, that's what you got to do, though. Um, in this, I guess, business we call it a business. You got to take chances, and you know, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you fly by your seat of your pants, but you do take chances. You shoot for the moon, you know. And uh, yeah, kudos to Freddie, man, because. Uh, he just hooked up with us from watching the show and he came on uh, doing some fantasy football stuff and he became a frequent guest. Fred and, and Butter. Talked about, talked about doing the live show here. And yeah, he, I guess, tricked us into it and it works. Too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sure, no problem. <laughs> oh, that's, funny. that's great. But no, I mean, uh, good stuff. It's, it's, it's been a joy to work with you guys. Hopefully another 400 more. Um, you know, and, and more, you know, with all the new stuff coming on and be able to do post games and, uh, you know, all the different stuff, you got write the, uh, the articles, the draft, all that stuff has been huge with you guys. So, uh, very proud to work with you. Very proud of you guys and, uh, hopefully continue success. Thank you, Al. Thank you. You're welcome. Just think, Chet, if we did 400 more, that would be another eight years. <laughs> 
and you can't stand with a cup of hot chocolate now. Okay, hold on one second, real quick about that. I was thinking this, but it was coming up on the chat, so I feel comfortable Uh-oh. saying it. The biggest question about that story was not you slipped on hot chocolate. It was it's July. Why are you? Is you were you celebrating a little Christmas in July? Well, first of all, hot chocolate. July. Look at Bill and me. We are celebrating Christmas in July. He's got the red shirt. I got the green shirt. We are dressed for Christmas in July. But yeah, I actually do drink hot chocolate year round, uh, maybe twice a week. At Adult nine hot chocolate or just hot chocolate? Linda, she, is that true? Do I, I drink hot chocolate? I yes. was going to say, Chad, your it. wife is here. We're fact-checking you right there you now. Go. <laughs> it has been confirmed. I love hot chocolate. Okay, fair enough. He loves hot chocolate. <laughs> Add that to the bio of Chad. <laughs> hey, uh, right now, I need five diehard Philadelphia sports fans. You're one of them who maybe knows a little history about Philly sports who might want to win a Philly Press Box Radio T-shirt. I'm going to give two of them away. I need five volunteers who want to do that. So you got one right got? there. We got one. Anyone else? I need some volunteers to talk Philly sports and play a little game. There's two. I think we got one. There's three. Are you in? There you go. Four. Alan, you in? You a Philly sports maven? You know your history? Five. All right, get a pen. Four. Get a pen, write those down. Do not look on the phone. You stand right here. You do that. All right, no cheating. Fill this out right now. Google is your friend. Billy Barnes. Did we know Chet was giving people homework tonight? Right? Billy Barnes, yes. And then we will go over this uh, right away. Do not look on that phone. We will, we will. I'm watching you. Ben. Ben, we're great, man. What's your name? Tom? John. Don. Don. Don John. Chet, there's something you said earlier about uh, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. And he's not your typical leadoff guy. Like, this isn't the first place that he was a leadoff guy. He, like in the Nationals. Oh, I know. The yeah. Bo Sox. Like he's been but a leadoff he's, guy he's, in but others. He's not your typical. He's not your typical. Right. I agree. Not like but the like Jimmy Rollins, Ricky Henderson. Right. But type. it's not like the Phillies like stepped out of the box, like getting him in here as your leadoff when right. he's done. Because all it, your you know, leadoff before. hitters hit 210. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I always everybody says, is he an all-star? You asked that, Bill. And I said, if Don Brown can be an all-star for a good six weeks, True. then Kyle Schwarber can be an all-star. That's how I look at it. Well, you, you certainly can't take away the last three or four weeks that he's had. Oh, well, can, you can honestly he was say that 190 he, has, for a long time. he has carried this team. And if it wasn't for Kyle Schwarber, there's a good chance we would not be talking postseason at this point. Like even thinking postseason or selling or buying, you know. One more sports trivia person. Anybody else? One more. Give it to Joe. Let's see how well he does. Oh, Joe. Yeah, I'll jump in. Yeah. We'll we'll give the shirt out if he wins, but let's let's put him to the test. But um, is it going to be embarrassing if Joe finishes last? I would love that. Not to me. (laughs) Why do you think I didn't volunteer? I just told Joe to do it. Joe will not finish last. It's about time Joe filled out a form. We'll let him handle it. Wait, these are multiple paperwork to me. So Kyle Schwarber, this year he is an all-star. Uh, yeah, this is not 1971 with, you know, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Roberto Clemente, Willie McCovey. We get Kyle Schwarber. And it looks like the Phillies are on the board finally after a double from Alec Boehm. So 
who had a single earlier. Yeah. So, I mean, that guy looks like the uh, the dislocated finger. And thank God that's what it was because it yeah. didn't seem like that when it first happened. Uh, did not did not hinder him too much. He picked it up right where he left off. Yeah, from. that looked bad when he uh, slid into second base head first. All right, guys. Now, let me ask you a couple questions while we wait for people to fill out. With the Phillies currently, and we got to look a little bit into the future past this season a little bit. I mean, we, we, are, we are very heavy at one area, say first base, second base, and very light at certain areas like center field. Um, take Alec Bonefriends, the guy who's been hitting well. And in the beginning of the season, people were clamoring from, the, you know, he's hitting hot now. Trade him. Do you feel comfortable going forward as Alec Bohm as your third baseman if the hitting continues and maybe a slight improvement in the defense? Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not trading Alec Bohm. I'd trade Reese Hoskins before I trade Alec Bohm. Do you move do you move Alec to first and get yourself a third baseman? Well, I think we need to see how this plays out with a new youngster they brought up that's uh, hitting the ball and driving in runs, batting in the four-hole. Let's give him some at-bats, and uh, let's see if he can continue to do what he's doing. Oh, then that brings me to my next oh. question then. Segway here. So uh, let's see Gene Segura maybe comes back by the end of this month, early next month, and we see Bryce Harper coming back before the end of August or before the beginning of September. Who Who's moving? Who do you move and where do you put them? Like, where, do you, where does your lineup look if everybody continues at where they're at? Well, somebody's going to sit, right? Well, and, and maybe it, maybe it is piece, Castellanos, yeah. you know, if, if that's it's going to be whoever's swinging the hot bat. And, you know, if Hall if Hall can't continue, uh, you know, he's he's going to be probably the first to go. Uh, but if he's swinging, he's going to play. Uh, do, do they I, send Hall back down to keep him hit? Like even if he's hitting well, still at that point, do you keep him on the bench where he hits less? Or do you send him down to the minors and let him keep hitting? I'm wondering if he's maybe just a flash in the pen. Well, you um, won't know until you well, have don't him. know. No, you don't know yet, but we'll see. But, man, I would love to get Castellanos out of right field and just have him DH so he could focus on his hitting because he is not the greatest outfielder. He's slow. He doesn't get to a lot of balls out in right field. So I would rather well, have that, that's Bryce next out year. There. You're not seeing that until next year. I mean, I, I, I mean, if Bryce comes back and his other issue has resolved itself by then. Well, I, I, I have a feeling he's surgery no matter what. Yeah. I would like to see the pedestrian. I say that for PJ because he's probably listening. PJ. The pedestrian Reese Hoskins, I'd like to see stop walking back to the dugout with a strikeout. He's hitting about 250-ish, and that's hot for him. Uh He's going to end up, if he ends up hitting 235, he better hit a lot of home runs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a huge Reese Hoskins fan anymore. Or, Well, that, that goes, all right. So that's why I give I give Hall every bat I could give him, see if he could play. Sure. Well, that goes back to, like, looking at guys, take Kyle Schwarber, who's batting, what, 210, 215? Um, but he's also putting up 30. If he's on, what, 29, going on 30 with his next one? I mean, if he, he's trending towards 50-plus home runs for the year. I mean, is it because of the change in baseball that ERA is not uh, – I mean, batting average is not as important as it used to be? Or it's kind of kind of like a win-loss is for a pitcher? Is it something that you can look past a little bit if the RBIs and the, and the home run production is up? 
Yeah, probably, probably as much as an old dinosaur like me doesn't like that. I know. Uh, I, I agree. I'm listen. I'm 39 years old. I still don't like it, but it is what it is. Well, they they've changed the way they teach these kids how to hit, and strike it out 160 times is okay. Uh, it's still just one out, you know. And uh, that that's the philosophy now. Everybody's up there, uppercut and long ball swinging. It's not. Uh, it's not hit the ball hard up the middle and then good things will happen for you. They don't they don't do that anymore. They don't teach that. So batting averages are down, home runs are up. So it's funny because a, a writer for us who also works with another group, Rock Hoffman, who hit, gets to watch batting practice. There's another um, run for the Phils. Score, yep, scored another one, 2-0. Uh, so he's there watching batting practice. He's actually talking to the players afterwards, and they're saying that you know, you're watching the ball. Now, I understand it's batting practice, so things are a little different. But they're not using the humidor on the balls in batting practice like they are for the balls in the game. I mean, is it just this thing that baseball's trying to do to change the game, to make the ball more controllable, that's causing this uproar, this change in batting averages, this change in, in, in streaks? I, I don't think so. I, I think uh, I'll go back, i say it was three or four years ago, when Mike Schmidt was doing the broadcast, and I don't remember if it was with Matt Stairs or John Cruck, one or the other. Uh, I, I want to think it was when Matt Stairs was doing the game. And they were having a, a conversation on hitting, and Schmidt said that, you know, he tried to, as a manager down there in Clearwater for a little while and said, I can't coach, I can't manage, I can't coach because they don't teach it the way I learned it anymore. Yeah, um, that the whole hitting philosophy has changed, and Mike Schmidt, believe it or not, is not that old. Uh, hasn't been gone. It does, at least doesn't seem like he's been gone that long. But they've changed the the game to the point that I don't I don't think it's anything to do with the balls and the mound and the, it's just the philosophy of hitting. You you see even see a Bryce Harper take a a pre swing and it's a it's a thing up in the air. Uh, that's how they're taught to hit the ball these days, and I think that's the big difference. I need that final sheet turned in. And, uh, well, also, the other thing is trivia guy. I heard for the young guys, they're getting a lot of, you know, it's also a problem for them because guys who go down in the fall leagues, you're play, you know, the, they play in the Dominican tournaments and all that kind of stuff, that they're being taught differently. And they say the balls fly differently. Everything's different down there. Then they come here and everything in the major leagues and even minors, but the majors – it's even different there because they're not even using humidors in the minors. So it's like you hear about a guy who's batting, you know, like Derek Hall, who's, who's knocking the cover off the ball. Then they come up to the majors and it's, it's hitting differently. And, and you want, I mean, you could see it. The ball literally dies and then like going out, like there's like an invisible force field that it hits in the middle of it. It just, everything just falls. So I, I feel baseball has tried to change itself to be more interesting in, 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 in the long run, they've hurt themselves. They've tried to change things too much. They've gone too far left or too far right. And 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 you're actually hurting the base, not just for the people you're trying, like the casual baseball fan, but you're hurting it more for the guys like us who watch almost 162 games a year. Well, I, I think the other thing that's changed the game so much is is the relief pitching. You know, they, they tried to modify that rule, but, you know, Five, six, seven pitchers every night, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, get a guy out. 
Um, you know, like say they tried to extend that a little bit, but it's it's much harder to hit when you're seeing five guys a night than mm-hmm. it is, you know, one or two. Sure. So I think that's changed the game, and for me, not for the better. Is that going? Uh, go? Go, 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 go. And it is gone. Right. Out of here. Who was that? Is that Munoz? Munoz, yeah. Yep. Munoz. Munoz. All right, get it from everywhere. And that's what see, that's what makes this team win. That is when it's come production comes up and down the lineup. I mean, of course, you would hope when Harper was there and Sigor was there, you're getting most of it from there. Then Kyle Schwarber starts like the, the, the dream was Kyle Schwarber and all them would just be adding, they would get it from everywhere. But now you're getting it from Alec Bohm. And and then I, I have to give a guy who's kind of been an unsung hero over the last couple of weeks, um, Bryson Stott. You know, a lot of people were off his train pretty quickly, but he, he's he been producing and winning some games for this team. So I, I, I like what I see from the Phillies. I like, you know, even the fact that they won a couple games, one nothing, you know, two to one, because this team is not built to win that way, even when you have your wheelers and your Nolas pitching. Yeah, and, and that was one thing I was going to mention earlier, and it slipped my mind. I'm glad you brought it up because the one thing I really do like about this team at this point is they battle every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they get behind early sometimes, and they feel like they can score more runs uh, than the other team and, and work them out and, and do that. I like that about this team. They don't fold up many nights. They play on through. And I, They I like had that. that little recent stint where over six games they scored 12 wow. runs, yep. and that's why they had, they lost four of them. They even won a couple of them uh, by scoring one or two runs, which is, you know, rare. But – this is more of what we're used to seeing, a 10 nothing win yesterday. They're up 4 nothing already today. This is what we signed up for when we got, you know, the Schwerbers and the Castellanos guys uh, back in the winter. So uh, we, we talked about it. I like this team. I think they are going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. But, you know, we haven't had postseason baseball since 2011, so it'll be a nice change. Well, what you guys said earlier is that I'm going to say with the – they make a wild card spot. I'd be I'd be team very afraid to see this if you're if you're gonna have to go Nola Wheeler Wheeler Nola whatever it is in a five game series that's that's tough to just to hit against no matter how good you are but I would have I would hate to be the team that has to 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 go against the last wild card spot with the Phillies up I if think, everything continues the way it is I think one thing that is often forgotten is is number one when Bryce goes down everybody is you know wondering if they're going to be able to continue winning. And obviously they have been. But if you look at the roster, the daily roster, more than 50% of it is from our farm club. Like we have we have the youth up here playing, and they are still consistently winning. Yeah, and That's something that is overlooked. Yeah, and, you know, Kevin Stocker talked about that with us last yeah. week. We had him on there, and he said the youth brings the energy. Absolutely. You know, and um, Rob Thompson's getting the credit for that, but he's brought the youth out of them. I'm 100% Joe, with you, Bill. Joe, yeah, Joe sign them now. Yeah. S- sign Thompson now. Yeah, Joe Girardi didn't seem to get ha- have the confidence in the youth or yeah, wasn't getting that's the production one of the reasons out of why the youth. He was out of, yeah. uh, and Kevin Kevin Stocker spoke of that, and uh, he was right on. I'm almost positive that Thompson will be back, but again, I don't see the urgency. I would wait till you know mid-August to make the official announcement that he's coming back. As yeah, the I, I agree with Chet, too, and that, I mean, what, what do you have to lose? He's not going to take another job between now and the end of the season. Um, let's see what happens. That's like, you, you know, you, you called uh, Derek Hall possibly a flash in the pan. I mean, is he just – Is I don't think Rob Thompson is a flash in the pan, but 
Let's let this play out. Then you offer him. The guy has Who never. Who was saying that Derek Hall is a flash in the pan? The, oh, chat. I said he guy. might be. I'm not yeah. saying that he is. I'm just saying, you know, maybe he will be. Who you knows? You won't know. I mean, Why, man, can't we give, give these guys Look some at credit? Dominic Brown. No. We mentioned Dominic Brown no. earlier. Things happen, you Typical know? Typical Philly fan. Typical <laughs> Philly fan. That's right. I'm a little jaded, okay? It's been a rough 10 years. No, but I'm saying but with, with Rob, I, mean, I love him, and I love the job he's been doing. And if they signed him today, I'm not going to even blink an eye at it. But my point is, there's no reason at this point to do it. Let's see if he can continue. Let's see. Let's see where adversity comes in. You know, you have these nice tickets sitting here coming up against a very big opponent in the division, being the Atlanta Braves. Let's see how they do. I mean, today's a great, I mean, this weekend's a great, a great point here. I said this before we went on the air. It's pretty weird to have to say these words, but I really it would be really nice if the Phillies sweep the Marlins because they don't do that often. Yeah. Right. For how bad the Marlins have been over the over the years, they haven't been able to do that. They've always seemed to struggle, but the you know, they went up against one of the best pitchers in baseball on Friday night, survived, won that two to one. Yesterday put on a hitting clinic, won ten nothing against a guy coming up from their minor league system that was supposed to be a really great pitcher. Took him the task. And they struggled with a lot of those guys in the past, so that was great to see. When, yep. when the Phillies either go up against a new guy from the minors or somebody who's been struggling, they the Phillies yeah. struggle. Yeah. They did that during the um, the Toronto series. That was the second pitcher. I've got his name. They said, oh, he's not what he should have been. The guy's uh, ERA is like seven or like four-something. He's been getting hit up left and right, and we made him – he put up like seven strikeouts on – on the Phillies. It always seems to happen that way. You know what the difference is going to be between going to be between signing him now and waiting to the end of the season. First off, they're not going to go over or go uh, after Joel Madden. Like, like there's nobody else out there that they're going to look at other than just signing Thompson. He's going to be a lot cheaper now than in October after they win the world series. All right. <laughs> they're trying to save some money here. Sign a long-term deal and get him on the cheap. I like the enthusiasm. Wait, wait, I who? Like the, for Rob? winning the World Series thing. For the Rob? For Rob? Yeah. Well, he, he, he's doesn't go to... against, he doesn't go against your cap. Who cares? Ne- next we'll He's be here for once Juan Soto's coming, so let's let's get off of that. It's so Jen, how about trivia? How do we do? We got some winners, okay? We're going to give – you know, I'm feeling generous today, so I'm going to give away three T-shirts, not just two. I was going to give away prizes to the top two, but we actually had a three-way tie for first, so I'm going to give away three T-shirts. I'm going to go over the questions first for those who didn't play. Here we go. Only four Eagles have had more than 400 career pass receptions. Harold Carmichael, 589, and Zach Ertz, number 579, are firmly one and two. Name one of the other two Eagles greats with more than 400. Nobody mentioned Pete Retzlaff, but three of you did get Brian Westbrook. He is correct. So Brian Westbrook That's a trick is question. correct. He's a running back. That's a trick question. He still caught the ball. I'm, guessing, the- I'm guessing Joey was one that didn't Joe. get it. Joe. I did not get that right. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how Joey Joe, did. It Joe, would be embarrassing. Joe, at one I point, thought- it was the total Eagles offense at one point. I thought yeah. some of them were trick trick questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are 29 well, major league baseball trip. players. See, oh, By the way, this is all 400 related because this is our 400th show. So that's why all these are 400-type questions. Oh, there I are see. 29 major league baseball players with 400 to 495 career home runs. Which legendary Yankees first baseman, the luckiest man on the face of the earth, hit 493 bombs in his career? Everybody, come on. Lou, Lou Gehrig is correct. Lou Gehrig. All right. right um, not everybody easy. got that one, believe it or not. Number three, which Pittsburgh Pirates slugger named Pops, nicknamed Pops, 
hit 475 career home runs. Willie Stargell is correct. Most people got that. Wrong. Number four. <laughs> Joey did not. Joey did not. I'm telling you, Joey did not. Get I went with Andy Van Slyke, the, the great, the great Pittsburgh okay, Pirate. Okay, I know you're younger than me. You're not that young. God. All right, number four. Six Philadelphia 76ers have made 400-plus three-pointers during their time with the team. Allen Iverson, 885, is by far the leader. Name two of the other five with 400-plus. Okay, the answers were Robert Covington, Kyle Korver, a lot of you named him, Andre Iguodala, a few of you named him, Hersey Hawkins, and J.J. Redick. So there you go. Nobody said Joel Embiid, and that's good. He's not there yet. He's at 390-something, though. So a couple of people did get both correct on that, that one, front. That one was a little hard. Yeah, that was tough. Number five, and a lot of people did not get this. Number five, only one Philadelphia Flyer scored more than 400 goals during his Flyers career. Who was it? It was not Rick McLeish. It was Bill Barber. Barber, yeah. Billy Barber, 420, their all-time leading goal scorer. (laughs) Oh, we have some upset fans here. And finally, only three Philadelphia Phillies have more than 400 career doubles while with the Phillies. Name one of them. And most people did get this one right. Jimmy Rollins is the leader with 479. Mike Schmidt has 402. In between was a guy named Big Ed Delahanty with 442. A lot of people did get Rollins Good right. old Big Ed Delahanty. Right. Where's so, the nearest corner? I'm just going to go hide yeah. myself. <laughs> Joey did not get five I, right. I, Bobby Abreu was not on Joe that. really Bobby wanted that Ryan. t-shirt. Joe really wanted that t-shirt. I thought that was a sure thing. Yeah. Uh, so we have three guys with five and who will get t-shirts. That is Mike Rubin. Tim McGinty and Billy Barnes. You each will get a T-shirt from Philly Press Box Radio. Awesome, awesome. Come on, give it up.